Understanding how leadership works can help you construct a route for the future, no matter where you are in your career. This podcast is here to help you get started and stay motivated. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leadership Loading Podcast. Join our host, Jason McLaren, as he interviews experts and shares advice on how to pursue a better life using different tools, techniques, motivation, and encouragement. Because leadership is an uphill climb, this podcast will teach you the ideas, techniques, and process of becoming a transformative leader. This is the Leadership Loading Podcast. Leadership Inspired. Hey everybody, it's Jason McLaren with the Leadership Loading Podcast with my guest, Kellen Flukiger. Tongue-twisting name, but we're going to get into some good uh, information here. Uh, Kellen is a powerful speaker, coach, and motivator. Spent most of his career motivating and coaching people in the energy industry, music industry, and business world. And so uh, we're going to get some transformation out of him today. We're just pre-gaming on the show and talking about what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to have some good value here. And so welcome to the show. Thank you. And thanks for having me. And I really want to honor you for the work you do. Podcasting is hard and it's a lot of work. And I honor those that are taking time to lift and bless others and add good to the world. So thank you. Definitely. So tell us about your background and your your industries that you've worked with and and how you've become such a thought leader in the inspiration sector. Well, the journey wasn't smooth, easy or pretty. I spent 30 years in the energy industry, had a lot of big dog positions, high level to set and the other C-suite things, making a lot of money. But I also had a lot of dark stuff behind the scenes. I struggled for decades with depression. I grew up with a lot of discipline that today would be felony child abuse and there consequently believed that I wasn't good enough. So a lot of the high powered achievements that I had came from a desperate need to prove myself and never thinking that it was enough. So there was a lot of self-sabotage and negativity behind the scenes. I struggled with, uh, as I mentioned, depression, and that included uh, some addictions and stints in rehab and a bunch of secret stuff that was ugly. So on the outside, it looked like, wow, and behind the scenes, it was like, holy cow, kind of a thing. And so that was sort of the backdrop. Everything changed after 30 years in the energy industry. In 2007, I had a big... A divine intervention, literally, that changed everything about my life. I walked away from the entire industry and the career and everything and started all over again in life to uh, recreate myself. And since then, I've uh, created a coaching business. I find my greatest joy in helping others discover, develop, and serve with their divine gifts. I speak a lot. I also have a podcast like you do, and it turns out I'm an author. I hadn't written anything before that change, and now I have written 16 books with six underway. So a new thing I discovered I could do that I didn't even know for all those years. Great, great. And so let's talk about, let's unpack that, uh, like your your uh, your background there with your your barriers that you had in your life. So how do you overcome that and focus on things that are important in the future? all of us feel at different times the yearning from within to be more to do more we've all felt it for me at least most of the time i ignored it Um, my big accomplishments were all done out of a need to prove myself that's never a healthy place because what i was seeking was that external validation somebody needed to pour coolness on me and it didn't matter how much of that i got there's never enough it always feels unstable and the reason it feels that way is because it is 
the, the key for me was to begin to realize, and I didn't do that until I was 52, <laughs> that we are truly divine beings, we're here with a purpose, and that we are valuable of ourselves. We do not, it's fun to get all that external stuff, but we don't need that to be okay. We're already okay. What we choose to do with that is what's really important. And so I was so thick-headed, I had to literally walk away from everything that I had created and start over. Some people may not be so thick-headed and need quite the two-by-four that I did. But that's, and then even after that change, it was still a lot of work. And the work is creating, like, so here's some nuts and bolts. I have a daily morning ritual that has grown from short to now two and a half to three hours. People say, why would you spend so much time? And the answer is really simple. I wouldn't dare start my day without it. Because in that process, I create who I am. And I remind myself of the things that I have committed and declared myself to be. And it is in that process that I reconnect with my love, my passion, my truth, and who I want to be today because I said so, not because anybody else needs to approve it. So that daily creation process is something that I both do and that I help people discover and create for themselves. And so when you're when you're building that plan or trying to discover that, how do you how do you lay out the plan and kind of get your direction going to where you need to go? So I have a saying and people say to me often, ah, if I just had clarity, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, clarity is overrated. It is not found. It is created. And yep, that's a little rhyme and it's all cool, but it's true. Clarity is overrated. It's not found, it is created. Just start doing things. Do what you're drawn to do. Focus on serving. Who can I help today and how can I do that? You'll discover you're drawn to certain things. You have natural skills in certain things. You have gifts and talents. The things that I learned to do in my big executive career, it was in energy, have nothing to do. And I did that for 30 years, and they've got nothing to do with what either makes me happy or where I'm most effective. The thing where I'm most effective is in the coaching business, and I call that the people encouragement business. So I've learned to be a super-duper master high-level people encourager, but I had to wade through the valley of death and destruction to find it and get it. Everybody doesn't have to do that, but even if you do, well, it's never too late. So get after those things that are in your heart and don't have your self-worth depend on other people telling you how cool you are because that's unstable, it's fickle, and it can vanish in a heartbeat. And then what are you left with? Definitely. I think a lot of our listeners can uh, relate to that. And I think some of that involves the excuses we make when we are transitioning into new new lifestyles or new life choices and so what would you say about people on i think you have something on your website about killing the excuses and, and moving forward you know you told me i asked ahead of time a little bit about your audience military people transitioning out and their skills perhaps not transitioning well to to civilian life or first responders and there being a little difficulty there look me you you've had the experiences that you've had till now whatever they were, no matter how good or how bad, 
And so the question is simply this. I'm going to say this really slow. And that is, given what is, what do I wish to create? And there's two parts to that. We spend a lot of time railing angry, frustrated, complaining about what is. It shouldn't be that way. They shouldn't have done this. God, the government, economy, this, that, the other. Look, we don't control those things. So you're free. I'm free to spend as long as I want to railing on that, but it won't do anything. What I can do is grab the levers that I have and lean in with all my heart and soul. I need all that energy I've wasted complaining to create. So given what is, what do I wish to create? And answering that question, not just as a rhetorical exercise, what do I wish to create? I'll give you a small example. I met a guy, uh, I was joining a networking group. It was a BNI networking group, which is, if you know what it is, fine. It's just a networking organization. And I was, they have one you know, person per career in there and I wanted to join as a business coach. The business coach they had was leaving and going somewhere. And so he left that chapter and left a vacancy so I could join. I met him and I wanted to have a meeting with him just to chat and get to know him and stuff like that. So we set up a meeting and we were going to do it. And then uh, he sent me a note the day, the morning of the meeting. Ah, I don't really have time. I don't really want to do it anyway. Now, that was given what is. Now, I could have thought, well, the guy's a jerk. I could have thought, oh, he doesn't like me. He could have thought, oh, I'm his competitor and he's mad. I could have thought a bunch of stuff. But I asked the question, given what is, he doesn't want to meet right now. What do I wish to create? Well, what I wish to create is the opportunity to do something later and maybe meet him later and maybe whatever. What I don't wish to create is negative feeling, grumpy crap. Uh, that won't serve anybody. So I sent a note back that was friendly, in invitation, accepting everything. And I was in complete control of that situation after he had done what he had done. And so I left it positive, good. I felt good. I chose not to create a story about anything else. And that's a tiny example of doing what I just said. And I think that kind of relates to a lot of things we do. And specifically on that, I like that the mentorship part of it you were talking about and how we can reach out to others as mentors, even though this was more, like you said, for your collaborative, collaborative efforts, but I think we can use other mentors, even if they don't have time for us. You know, I found that in my change, my huge change from being 30 years in an unhealthy way to, to transitioning, to deciding, literally walking away from that, starting all over with nothing, the most important decision I made was to get help. Uh, one of the myths that we have, particularly here in the Western world, is that this rugged, I gotta do it myself, I'm supposed to and I suck if I can't. Nobody, God didn't make that rule, nobody made that rule. We just live into this sort of mythology. You are, we as human beings are created to love and serve each other. We function better in community and Offering and accepting help and in just as part of life in a vulnerable, open-hearted way, not a needy, uh, but just 
having it be part of life is a powerful place to start from. So one of the most important things I did to build my coaching business, to learn how to write, to create the products that I have, and to build this whole thing that I've now built over the last 14 years was to get coached and to go into it with the idea of I'm going to get somebody who knows how to do this and who knows how to level up my life to help me with this other. I saw some shrinks about my depression, which I hadn't done for 35 years. I lived in silence. And I just said, done with that. That is over. Now, the levers that I control is I can get help. I don't like that guy. I can talk to another guy, like this lady. I can talk to somebody. I need a business help. I need somebody to tell me some of this internet crap because that was just kind of getting started. How do you do that online? How do you build a product? How do you market? So I went and got the help I needed so I could build it. And, and then it's all trial and error after that. But it was all operating the levers that I have control of instead of worrying about, number one, what anybody else thinks, because I couldn't really care less. And number two, what else is going on around me, because I don't control the weather anyway, or anything that's like the weather, the economy and everybody else's decision. I don't control that. So all the energy I pour into that's kind of a waste of my heart. Yeah, and I think you can really see that in any kind of strategy that you impart on your career, or if you're trying to start your own business about you know, seeing past that uncertainty and, and uh, beyond the obvious, obvious things to basically just blow it out and build your own strategy from there. You, you really can. And here's the thing. So you're a, a first responder. I actually, one of my, my oldest boy is a firefighter paramedic. But anyway, so military or otherwise, you're coming out into the workforce and you don't know how to create your resume or your experience and package it in a way that uh, is, a, you know, attractive or appropriate, or you, you don't know if you want to start your own business or whatever. So, okay, that is what is. What do you wish to create? Well, I wish to create a profitable, useful business that I enjoy doing and that adds good to the world, serves people. Okay, good. What steps can I take? Well, I can figure out who I can serve. What do I offer? I can learn how and where to market that. We have the internet, right? In the last 15 years, 20 years, that we stuff. When I first opened my business, first business as a recording studio on the, as a side business when I was doing that other stuff, you know, I had to advertise in the newspaper and the yellow pages and go find things. Now we have the internet, which lets us reach the whole world. And so we have tools today that are mind-numbingly cool that we didn't have before. And it's up to us to just play instead of flail. And, and it might look the same. I tried this and it didn't work. What we often do is we make that a story about ourselves. Well, I applied for all these jobs and I got rejected. I suck. No, if someone says, I don't want your product, okay, that doesn't mean you suck. It means I don't want your product. It might mean a lot of things. It means I don't need that. It might mean I don't understand it well enough to know if I need it. But it, none of it means you suck, but that's the story we take out of it, that somehow we as individuals have been rejected. And that's just nonsense. And we go there easily and quickly. And it's sad that we do, but it's not true. And that's one of the things that coaching has helped me overcome, getting coached, just to understand it's not even about me. 
The comment was, I don't want that. Oh, okay, you don't want that. I get it. Then I either don't understand your needs well, and if I did, I wouldn't even have offered it because it doesn't make sense selling shoes to a person with no feet. Oh, my heck, I didn't know that. Okay, I wouldn't do that. So that means I need to know more about them. I need to know more about my audience. These are all marketing terms. What am I selling? Who needs it? How do I find them? All without the drama of making it mean something about you personally. Definitely, and that's all great. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about your coaching here in a second. So as we transition into those roles or whatever we're looking for in our future a lot of it is going to rely on how good of a leader we are. So what are some things we need to work on as leaders, uh, essential skills in this basically new world order? The first thing to work on is self-leadership. If you can lead yourself, you can lead anything. <clears throat> okay, Kellen, what does that mean? That means you, you decide. I have an acronym, <clears throat> excuse me, I have an acronym, SPEM, S-P-E-M, and it stands for Spiritual, Physical, Emotional, and Mental. And when I have a client, one of the first things I do is ask him, how do you prepare for every day? Most people, well, I get up and I watch the news and do this and that, and they don't really have a, a plan. Well, then it isn't surprising that news derails them or a crummy email or a bad phone call or they didn't sleep well. Uh, okay, so what if we had an, an, an you know, from the military background, you'll understand this. What if you had a ritual that you design, not something that somebody forces on you, that you design that creates the most powerful version of yourself? Wow, you mean I get to do that? Yeah, and it's fun. So I use SPEM, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and I start with 10, 10, 10, 10, 40 minutes of a ritual. I do 10 minutes when I teach it, like I said, mine's expanded to hours now, but I love it and it's fun. But spiritual is that connection that we all feel, whether you pray, you meditate, you have some connection to the infinite, the larger purpose that we all feel. So play with that until you feel centered, grounded, and you're, you're on a good vibe, wavelength, whatever it is. Uh, I'm, I'm spiritual, so I pray. But you can do whatever it is. Sometimes I meditate, sometimes for long periods of time. And I teach meditation, and that is not just to do it so you can say, I did it, but learn to hear the intuition and feelings that come when you're quiet. Because when we're noisy, we can't hear anything. We just hear our own thoughts. So quiet and learning to get intuition. So that's S. And a P is physical. Now, whether you're in shape or whether you're out of shape, that is 10 minutes spent paying honor to your body. And that's even if you're going to go work out or play games or do other stuff during the day. It's stretching, it's waking up so that the container of your essence, your spirit, is you pay honor to it, you stretch it, you wake it up on purpose, and you... you Make it part of your integrated whole. E is emotional, which includes all your relationships. What I teach there is, okay, pick three people that you need to or want to repair a relationship, strengthen a relationship, acknowledge something, and send some text messages of love and kindness just to connect with people that are important, whether you need to fix something or strengthen it or whatever. 
M is mental, and so I have like 30 books next to me on the desk here, and I'm in the middle of those all the time reading a chapter. It's, again, to wake up your intellect and so forth. You'll find that as you touch all those parts of your life, you are more connected, you're prepared, you feel awake, alive, and you're committed to whatever it is you're creating that day way more than if you just sort of haphazardly do something. Definitely. And uh, if you had one minute to give somebody a tip, what would you tell them about leadership? I would tell you your self-leadership starts with self-love. You can't love and serve anybody more than you love and serve yourself. I know we pretend we can and we think, well, I don't love me, but I can take care of others. That's nonsense. If you have issues with yourself, your self-love, I lived in self-loathing for a long time, learn to forgive yourself for whatever mistakes you've made because not forgiving yourself is holding yourself continually hostage and limiting your ability to add good to the world. Self-leadership starts with self-love. And understanding that, getting help with it if you need to, but learning that it is not weakness, it is the core of your strength to love and care from for yourself so you are a beacon of light for others whatever you sell whoever you lead that is the the key piece of learning to lead yourself and making you an effective leader for others 100 percent, i agree well kellen thanks for coming on the show uh, how can we get a hold of you you know, that's one of the fun things about having a weird name like Kellen Flukiger. You can't hide. If you can't find me, it's either because you're not trying or you don't spell my name right. So as long as you spell it right, I'm, you can find me on Google, you can find me on Amazon, all these books, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on YouTube. I am everywhere. And I would be happy to chat, connect, and do whatever makes sense to serve you on your journey to creating your own ultimate life and impact in the world. So anywhere you can connect with me, I can't hide. There you go. And I'll put the links in the show notes there and check out his podcast, Your Ultimate Life. And once again, Kellen, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me and thank you for the good you're doing in the world. There are thousands of leadership and management podcasts to choose from. We're glad you chose the Leadership Loading Podcast, a Go Heroes production. If you'd like to support Go Heroes Inc., visit www.goheroes.org. And with that, it's time to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We sincerely hope you liked it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Let's all grow together. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Loading Podcast. Leadership Inspired.